Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Welcome in this week to Mox on the Mic. Chris Goforth with you, along with our producer, Tate Johnson, and we get a chance to talk a little women's basketball this week. Coach Sean Poppy has his mocks off to a 14-3 and start to this season. And a big part of that is the play of Addie Grace Porter. We're going to visit with AGP coming up in a few. Let's start, though, with the head coach of the Mocs. Here's Sean Poppy on Mocs on the Mic. Coach, appreciate the time as always. And uh, look, congratulations on a uh, on a good start to the season. I, I don't want to, you know, uh, open up any old wounds here, but you know, doing a little bit of math, you're 14 and three, and those three losses have come by a combined 13 points. Uh, how many times have you replayed those three games in your head here over the last uh, couple of weeks? Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, each one had a different lesson to it. I feel like um, you know, we Marshall was our first one, and at one point we had an eighteen point lead in that game. So that's the one that kind of you always are going to think back on. We definitely should have got that one. I thought we played as as poorly as we had all year when we played Coastal Carolina. Um, yet we still had a shot down the stretch. Um, and then the, the Richmond game, I replayed quite a bit, but I think the honest truth is they were better than us that day. It had nothing to do with with us in the sense of uh, I thought we competed, we played well. Uh, they just happened to be better than us that day, and sometimes that's going to happen. And uh, the other two, though, I feel like we we really it, it's a little bit of a sour taste, but I also feel like this group has learned when we've been in the moments um, and used it as is um, you know a, a learning tool to get, get better. Uh, which is, I think, allowed us or propelled us a little bit to the 14 wins that we do have. So uh, I did a little math, Coach. Math was never my strong suit, so let's <laughs> let's let's preface with that, right? But according to my math, Jada Gwynn and Raven Thompson. Now this is going into the Samford game, so take it for what you will. But Jada Gwynn and Raven Thompson combining for about 49 percent of your scoring is that a concern? that offensively there's so much reliance on on those two players? Yeah, I mean, I think that there's enough concerns the right word. I know that them two are, are really good basketball players. Um, I will say this, uh, and it's going to sound uh, – I don't know what it's going to sound like, to be honest, but I don't think they've played their best. And so some people think you're heavily relying on them. Well, I don't, we were 14-3, and three and I don't think they've played their best yet, which – gives me hope that we've we've won some games when they haven't been their best. Um, and when I say their best, like they're really good basketball players, don't get me wrong. And they we we rely on them quite a bit, but we also rely on the role players around to do the best that they can and what they're good at. And um and so that's kind of where for me, we know the ball's going to two places. Uh, and everyone else kind of um for us, we continue to move, we continue to be ready. So when our when our numbers call, we're, we are ready. Um, and so that's just kind of how we're built. Um, but so there's no really concern. Uh, mine's more so to try to keep getting them better and better and better along with uh, the rest of the group around them. Uh, you and I have talked about Hannah Cohn before and, and just kind of coming in as a freshman and being able to do what she has done so far. Last time we talked about her, you told me that, hey, I, I need her to improve. You know, she's got to get better defensively. That was kind of what you you wanted to see from her. One, are you seeing that from her? And two, 
Um, look, when you shoot it like she does, 50-something percent from three, it's hard to keep her on the bench, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And she has started to figure it out. Still goes through normal freshman moments, right, where um, – you know, she'll make a, a defensive maybe game plan error. Like her one-on-one -on -one defense is so much better. But now it's, again, that normal freshman thing of, of who are you guarding? How are we guarding? What's your rotations? Um, it's more than just on the ball. And uh, she has definitely improved. Her minutes have went up. I think we had maybe the Mercer game was the first time she had played a little bit less. Um, but, but since uh, the last time we talked, she's definitely found – found ways to get in there and, and play a lot for us because it gives a different dynamic, right? She shoots it so darn well. We have quite a few actions for her. And sometimes those actions may not, although get her an open three, it's going to space the floor out for everybody else. Um, you know, I think her next um, probably outside of the defensive side is just the, the how to, right? There's film out there. Everyone knows her percentages. Um, you're not going to get all, you know, all day to get a shot off. How do, how do you set a cut up? What's the timing of it? Are you ready? How do you hunt shots? And uh, as that continues to progress, um, you know, I think that, that her production for us will continue to increase. All right, coach, I got to ask about two players too, that uh, look, I, I think they're really interchangeable and, and I think they've really kind of been fun to watch. Uh, and it's fun to see the development of Carson Murphy from when she first got here. But both uh, both Carson and and Kalen Farrell, uh, look, do you lose anything when you pull one of them out and put the other one in? You know, them just like a couple of our other substitution patterns, uh, I really like how we're built because uh, Carson gives us a little different threat than, than Kalen does uh, with the ability to really shoot the basketball. We stretch you out. Um, I, I feel like KK is more of our 50-50 ball, our physicality inside. She can guard multiple positions. Um, so you're giving the defense or whoever the opponent is a different look, you know, and um, I like that, that when you substitute – them two in and out, it's not the same coming in, right? They have to think differently how they're going to guard um, each of those two. Uh, yet on the defensive side for us, um, they're both have have really improved uh, on the interior side, uh, guarding other people's bigs. They're most times bigger than them two, um, but they figured out how to guard, when to guard, um, and, and we really have been a, a big, big piece of, of our success for sure. Yeah, I think I, I noted it uh, during the uh, during the game on on Saturday that it was kind of a rare occurrence late in that game to see, you know, Addie Grace and uh, Jada Gwynn not on the floor. Uh, look, they've played a lot of minutes this this season. Uh, for Addie Grace, it's another year of playing a lot of minutes for her. She was in this kind of the same uh, same situation a uh, a year ago. How critical and how key are those two? Well, I mean, I, I just got in this Zoom call from uh, we had a, a voluntary um, shooting workout today uh, with the snow here. And, and it's obviously our bye week. Uh, and Addie Grace leads the the hour workout. And it was almost as if I was on the court. Um, that's how how much of a leader she is for this group. Uh, she's an extension of me out there. She knows exactly what I'm looking for, what I need out of them. Um, she's my my voice uh, to to her teammates. And so. 
that's why she doesn't come off the floor, right? She knows everything that we're trying to accomplish, why we're trying to accomplish. Does it mean she's perfect? No, she makes plenty of mistakes and I get on her no different than anybody else. But her intent is always there uh, and she's going to do everything she can uh, to help us win. Uh, I do think it's kind of wild. Her minutes are down, uh, but that's just because she played 38 and a half a year ago. And now she's at like 35, right? Like, <laughs> um, I do think that we have the ability to get her out for longer stretches. Um, and we will continue uh, as the year goes on, because I think Kaya has really improved um, as the year's gone on. And as she continues to develop as a freshman, um, it will have the opportunity to to get Addie Grace some more, you know, minutes on the bench to rest, not because she did anything wrong. Um, but I also like the idea of them playing together at times. And so uh, it gives us a good balance. I think them two are two totally different players. And, um, you know, that obviously you look at Jada Gwynn. She, she means a lot to us, uh, not only scoring the basketball, but she brings another level of, of um, uh, in a sense, leadership to us. She's not the most vocal, but she's an unbelievable teammate. She puts the work in. Uh, she is a fifth-year senior, so the the experience factor, um, she keeps us calm. Um, and, and that that I think goes a long way of how you finish games. When you got some veterans out there that know what it takes, um, and, and she provides – that as well as as we see on a, a stat sheet with her scoring ability, but um, we're coming along. It's it's a work in progress. You don't want to be playing your best in January, uh, but I do feel like we are a much much better team uh, here mid January than we were uh, to start the season, and that's where you want to see the progress slowly but surely. Uh, we know at some point you're more than likely going to take a step back. Uh, as long as we can take that and move it, you know, a couple steps forward as we look to uh, play our best by the time we get to Asheville. We're going to visit with Addie Grace uh, here in just a minute. What What's something that people don't know about her, but they need to know about Addie Grace Porter? Yeah, um, man, that's a good question. I think for her, there's a little bit of a chip on her shoulder. Um because the reality is that she wasn't really recruited at the division one level by anybody, but Chattanooga. And I think for her, she gets here. She had had so much success winning in, in high school. Um, but this was the only, the only division one school that took a chance on her. Uh, and then they obviously struggled her first year. And I think for her, she plays with a little bit of that chip, that little bit of uh, prove your wrong attitude on a day-to-day basis. And I'll tell you what, she reminds me so much of myself back when I played because you just, you look at her and think, I don't know. Right. Um, she's not going to be the tallest. She's not going to be the fastest. She's not going to be the most skilled. Um, but the kid is a winner. Um, she, she's, uh, she's got a mindset. She's an unbelievable teammate. And uh, I think, so my biggest thing is, is I think a lot of what we see out there was obviously instilled in her from her parents and how she was, um, raised with her high school coach and all that. But the reality, I think some of what we see is uh, her trying to prove to everybody else uh, that she can be the starting point guard on a, a championship team at this level. Uh, coach, you guys get a couple of days off here. I want to talk about ETSU in just a second. But first, if you can, kind of walk us through this week and and what it's going to be like. You don't have that midweek game to, to deal with. So um, what's it like this week? Uh, for, for you and your team? Yeah, you know, a normal conference week anyway, you take Sunday off, which we did yesterday. Uh, usually we'd get back into practice pretty heavily on Monday. Uh, like I mentioned a little bit ago, we we did just an hour of getting shots up, running through our stuff, 5-on-0, 
getting up and down the floor. We will get after it a little bit more tomorrow on Tuesday. Um, a little bit lighter Wednesday, that that would be a normal light day, uh, being that you normally play Thursday. Um, and then we'll practice pretty heavily. We won't be on their bodies like you normally would on a game day, um, but we're going to practice pretty heavy Thursday. Um, and then, again, light on Friday. Again, just try to manage their bodies and keep them in that same routine as you normally would um, so that they don't feel jolted come Saturday where I'm not ready for this. You know, I think you got to really manage uh, how you go through things, giving them enough time to – to rest their bodies, but also keep their bodies ready uh, so that it's not, you know, something brand new come come Saturday. I don't think if you look back, I did a great job post-Christmas doing that, getting them ready for NC Central. Um, there was a lot of looking in the mirror myself. Uh, I don't think I had them ready with their legs and, and, and there's normal rust coming off a long break like that. But I do think that following that, as we move forward and got ready for Mercer, uh, we did a much better job internally to have them ready. Uh, and we're kind of looking at that same kind of plan. If you look at, we, we play NC Central, then you have a whole week uh, to get ready. Uh, we're kind of following that same game plan we did that week um, as we get ready for a really good ETSU team uh, next Saturday. So is that kind of maybe a part of coaching that you really don't get prepared for? Like you, you can get the X and O stuff, you can get the recruiting part of it, but that, what do you want to call it, the administrative part of it maybe as terms of how hard you go and when to pull back? And I would imagine, you correct me if I'm wrong, that may differ year to year, team to team, depending on the makeup, right? Oh, 100%. 100%. And, uh, you know, obviously there's technology and, and a lot of programs do have the the monitors they wear and that they use all that data to say, hey, we went enough today or didn't go enough today. Uh, I've been more of a gut instinct guy my whole life. Um, and, and I thought gut, you know, my gut said we were ready. And then my eyes said we weren't. Um, so then we got internally changed because you are exactly right. Each team is different. Um, you're also going through different things at different times. I mean, Raven Thompson's coming off an injury uh, following post Christmas. I don't know how hard to push. Right. And, and the reality was it had nothing to do with the injury, it had everything to do with I didn't have her ready. And so um, there's a lot of talks. Uh, we're really close with uh, obviously our strength and conditioning staff, along with our training staff. Um, it's more so uh, my eyes tell me, my gut tells me, uh, and, and you don't always get it right. That's part of life. Uh, as long, I think as long as you can look in the mirror and make sure you don't make the same mistake again. Uh, and for us, that's hopefully what we learned from NC Central uh, as we move in, into the conference play, and, and we'll have them ready for this weekend. Now, speaking of this weekend, let's let's go there. Look, it's ETSU. It's an in-state rival. It's going to be a big game regardless, but it's number one against number two in the preseason poll in the uh, in the Southern Conference. Start with this. Give me a scouting report on ETSU and, and what you see from them. Yeah, I think you got to start with their defense. I think they've been really good defensively um, most of this year. Um, I know that they gave up some points the other night against Mercer, but uh, for the most part this this year, they've really forced teams to struggle to score. I do think they're playing a slower pace than they did a year ago. Um, some of that may be their guard play. Uh, they lost a couple guards that could really get out and play in transition. Uh, they will be opportunistic in transition, and, and they're physical uh, downhill drivers, so we got to make sure for us uh, we can defend without fouling. Um, and then find a way to to uh, take care of what we think are mismatches on the offensive end and their defensive end, um, because, again, they have been pretty, pretty good uh, in the half court uh, defensively so far this year. Coach, appreciate the time, as always, and looking forward to Saturday, man. It's going to be fun. We need a big crowd in the arena. You guys have been, uh, what, eight and one now at home and seven 
uh, seven straight home wins. So uh, need a good crowd and uh, looking forward to seeing that record uh, go to uh, go to nine and one at home. I sure appreciate it. I 100 percent agree. You can feel it slowly building. Um, I, I think that that our, our fans don't realize uh, quite how much they mean to us. And uh, hopefully we can continue to show appreciation for those that have been here uh, and, and continue to, to invite those to come back and bring a friend. Uh, it's going to be a really good game uh, here Saturday. I think we play a brand that's a lot of fun to watch, a group that plays together and does it the right way. So um, hopefully we see you guys here uh, next Saturday and uh, always appreciate you having me. Thanks to Coach Poppy for giving us some time this week. And look, you, you heard him talk about Addie Grace Porter. He has raved to me, not just this year, but even going back to last year, about her leadership. And uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about leadership with Addie Grace Porter. I also want to get it. You realize she's 5'4 and averaging six rebounds a game, right? We're going to get into the art of rebounding with Addie Grace Porter as well. We'll talk about all of that with her. Looking forward to it. Here's our conversation now with Addie Grace Porter on Mox on the Mic. I'm excited to have you uh, to have you be with us because I always enjoy getting a chance to uh, to watch you play. And Coach Poppy has talked a lot, both publicly and privately, about the leader that you have become. Can you talk a little bit just about kind of how you see your role as a leader on this basketball team? Yes, sir. I would say that's probably where I've grown the most since I've got here. Um, X's and O's in basketball stuff is obviously something that I'm trying to get better at and still improving on. But I think even under Coach Poppy, like he's taught me so much just about being a leader and how to be a leader and things that leaders are going to do. I mean, he's a great example for me to model after. So I'd say I pick up a lot of tips and tricks from him a lot. I'm always in his office. Anytime I'm up there, we're talking, picking his brain. He's giving me tips and anything that he has um, that can help me. So I'd say a lot of that can be credited to him. Um, I have someone that's pretty good to look up to. So those are life skills that go well beyond basketball. What, what do you want to do? What, what does Addie Grace Porter want uh, once she's finished at UTC? Um, yes, sir. So I've gone kind of back and forth on that a lot. Originally, I came in and I thought I was going to do exercise science and then go into physical therapy school. Um, but I've kind of switched from that. I changed my major. And right now I'm getting my degree in communication with a minor in marketing. Um, so I did that just to stay kind of more broad because I am not sure what I want to do. Um, obviously, sports have been a huge part of my life since I was a little baby. So I definitely see myself staying in sports somewhere. Coaching is always an option, um, like sideline reporting type would be like a dream job, I guess you could say. But I don't really know. I'm not really nailed down on anything. I'm still just trying to keep my options open, seeing where where the Lord takes me. Hey, Ann Wehunt and I both have comm degrees from UTC. So you're you're in good company, Addie. That's you're in good, good company. What I like to hear. So after, what is it like for you after a game? Because I look at the box score at the end of every game, and there you are, I feel like, with 40 minutes played. Every, I mean, you led the Southern Conference, I think, in minutes played last year. This year, you're number one in the conference again in, in minutes played. How tough is it on the body the day after? Um, for me, I've been blessed – Knock on wood, I haven't had like many problems with that. Honestly, the injury bug has not gotten to me yet. So let's hopefully we keep it that way. Um, 
But honestly, for me, it's not too terrible. Um, Eric and Aaron both, our strength coach and our athletic trainer, do a great job of having us prepared for those moments. So in the offseason, Aaron is constantly doing stuff with us just to get us prepared for those moments for when he knows we're going to be playing lots of minutes. Um, He has our body right, so my body's prepared for that. And then anything after, any kind of problems I have, Eric's always there um, to treat it and help me out, give me an ice bath, whatever I need. But I haven't had, honestly, many problems with that. Um, just a good night's rest fixes me most of the time. Lebanon, Tennessee. Uh, you like Cracker Barrel? I do. Home of Cracker Barrel. How did you end up in Chattanooga? Um, so my recruiting process was a little different. Um, being right in the middle of COVID, it was kind of crazy. So my junior year was the year that COVID hit. And so your junior year in recruiting is usually one of your biggest years to go play on like the AAU circuit um, and get seen. So the AAU circuit was kind of crazy that year. A lot of it didn't run because of the pandemic. So um, I didn't have any offers going into my senior year of high school, um, but I decided I was just going to wait it out, let the season go. Um, I didn't want to jump into anything that I wasn't too sure on. So I was just going to wait it out. And as the season went along, I picked up a little offers here and there. Um, But Chattanooga actually didn't offer me until after my senior season was over. Um, And I ended up deciding to come here. Um, I'd been on campus before, previously my sophomore year earlier. Um, So I knew the coaches had gotten familiar with the place. Chattanooga wasn't too far from home, which is something that I did kind of want to stay closer to home if I could, because my parents, obviously, if you know them, they're at every single game, haven't missed one. They're always there cheering on. So I wanted them to still be able to come watch and Chattanooga wasn't too far away, about two hours from home. Um, so that naturally was just a good fit for me. I thought I liked the campus. It was pretty good area. Um, then you just come here and you fall in love with the people, honestly. Um, it's a great family atmosphere. It's a good like home away from home feeling because um, in college, it can be kind of hard, you know, leaving your family for the first time. You're off on your own. But I think here at Chattanooga, it's just feels just the same. You know, obviously it's not your home home, but I'd say it's a pretty good place to be, in my opinion. Look, you're five four, Addie, and I, I look at the uh, at the box score, and there you. I mean, you're averaging. I, I, well, going into Samford, you're averaging six rebounds a game. Uh, that has been, I think, maybe one of the most impressive things about the way you play is your ability to to get after it on the boards. Where does that come from? What's the secret to being five foot four and being able to come away with so many rebounds? I would say one secret for sure is having good posts that box out. So a lot of times (laughs) my bigs box out, they do all the hard work and I just run in and steal it. But then a lot of it is just having a knack for the ball. Honestly, Um, I feel like I track the ball pretty good. Like coach Poppy's talked about before I used to play volleyball and softball. So just using my previous sports that I did play can also help me in basketball here. Um, it's really honestly just they're boxing out and I see and I go get it. Now, you were also, and I don't know if you know this or not, you were also 16th in the conference in block shots. Are you sure they got that one right? <laughs> I think so. I think so. What's more, sat- is, is anything more satisfying to you than being able to get a, uh, even if it's just a partial block, being able to get a hand on a ball as it goes up? I would say I feel like I'm really doing something if I'm getting a block shot. (laughs) 
a little bit about playing for Coach Poppy. You've talked about the influence that he is uh, on you. Um, but just uh, tell us a little bit. Take us inside that locker room. Look, I don't know if there's a more spastic guy sometimes uh, on the bench than, than watching Sean Poppy. What's it like in practice in the locker room and, and in the bus or on the bus with him? I would say all around, he's just passionate about us, about the game of basketball. Um, he loves what he does, and he pours it out everywhere he goes. Um, his assistant coaches do a great job, too. I think just all around, they really show how much they care for us and for the game of basketball and winning. I mean, that's going to drive most of what we do around here is obviously we're here to win. And I think he's done a great job of doing that, obviously coming in his first year and winning the SoCon Championship and getting to go to the NCAA tournament. And that's what we're looking to do again this year. We've had a good start. Um, so hopefully we can just keep that rolling. But a step inside, I mean, I think that this is a really fun group all the way through. Um, we have a really good team chemistry, team bonding. Like, it's probably one of the funnest teams I've been a part of just to be in the locker room every day with them. They're hilarious. AGP, right? I mean, it's 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 you and T.O. Those are the when, – when you reach the status – that you're known by your initials, Addy. That's that's a pretty positive thing around UTC. Like I said, it's it's you, it, it's T.O., uh, but that says a lot when uh, when you get known by your initials, right? Yes, sir. I'd say I'm in pretty good company with that one then. All right, a little bit about this team now real quick. There's a big one coming up on Saturday um, against ETSU. Just a little bit about where you feel like this team is now compared to, say, where you guys were at the 1st of December. How much improvement do you feel like you've seen? Yes, sir, a lot. Um, I think right now, especially um, during conference season, you're seeing um, the same teams. Obviously, this is the first time through, but you have more time to scout. In non-conference season, you're not having as much time to really break down and look into who you're playing. But now I think one of our strengths as a team, honestly, is being able to scout and sticking to a game plan. Um, the coaches are going to do a great job of watching film and then giving us the best plan of attack of how to beat it. And I think as players, we're pretty good at sticking to that and trying to do the best that we can in order to get that win. So I think that's one of our advantages for sure. And you're going to see that more as SOCOM play goes along, um, being able to stick to a game plan, execute a scout and get the win in the end. Addie Grace, thank you so much. I hope we get a chance to, uh, to do this again. Uh, good luck Saturday and uh, continued health. Yes, sir. Thank you. Hey, thanks to AGP for giving us some time. Thanks to Coach Poppy as well. Thanks to you for being with us also here on Mox on the Mic. We invite you, if you haven't yet, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And also, if you're an Apple Podcast user, make sure you rate and review Mox on the Mic. We certainly appreciate it. We want to invite you to join us again next time. we got plenty more conversations coming up surrounding Chattanooga Athletics. So make us your first listen each and every week. For our producer, Tate Johnson, I'm Chris Goforth saying so long, everybody, and go Mocs. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. And we'll see you again soon.